Hello and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar who carries its butterfly blueprint and its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before it transforms. We too have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. It is Sauce. This week is the second part of our series, our short series on honoring your emotions, honoring all of them. And I have Kelsey Delane back. I'm so happy to have her for this series. She brings the most amazing insights. And Kelsey is a certified yoga therapist and a full-spectrum doula. And last week, we talked about honoring your emotions and how our bodies and our emotions are interconnected and how the body, how the body just carries so much intelligence. So if you haven't heard that episode, feel free to go back and listen to that one. And also, Kelsey's interview is episode 28. It is a gorgeous interview. I think you will love hearing her She has so many things to share and also just getting to know her better. Today, we are going to continue into this topic, as I said, in the whole realm of emotions. And this is such an important thing for me. I always want people to be able to feel the permission to feel what they feel and to feel validated in that. Uh, Sometimes we are told how we should feel or sometimes Life just feels like it's going so fast that we don't have time to express what we are feeling or or process that. Then we just end up kind of putting it all away and and feeling out of sorts or or feeling numb or feeling kind of um, an unease within ourselves. And one of the things that I really treasure is the freedom in my coaching sessions for people to just express what they really feel. And it's not like we push ourselves to that place, but giving permission and safety, you know, it's hard to find that sometimes. And when we can find friends, others, where we can really just let our guards down, what a beautiful thing. And how honored I feel in my sessions to witness someone's emotions. And I I just have to say there is an inordinate amount of beauty and honesty in those moments. So I have a deep appreciation for the intelligence of our emotions and just what it means to be a human in these bodies. On a side note, I started listening to Brene Brown's book, Atlas of the Heart. I think I mentioned it recently, and I'm not too far into it, but I'm already really enjoying it. And in it, she speaks of 87 human emotions and experiences. And I've definitely not gotten to all of it. But I think it could be adjunct if this is something that you find interesting. Today, what we are going to look at is how sometimes emotions can be a little scary to to try to be with. And how sometimes messaging from even in our childhood can cause us to feel like we are unable to express them or we're not allowed to. And Kelsey brings really important avenues into this process because of her expertise. She speaks on how to metabolize those emotions somatically, which is different than just talking about them. And 
it seems to me that we can feel really alone if we feel like we're not allowed to express our emotions or we're not allowed to feel a certain way. And so today we honor you and honor how you might be feeling right now or on any day. I want to say too, on a side note, you will hear me stumbling over uh, a couple words and we laugh about it and we reference a speech therapy that I'm in. And if you've heard any of the episodes in the past, I've brought certain elements of that story in. But needless to say, it is something that I am working on after many surgeries. And I will say too, to be forthcoming, I had a lot of trouble just doing the very first line of this conversation and I redid it. It sounds much more polished. The first time through was was tricky. And so it is a blooper. And I've been talking with Raffaella a lot about including bloopers in these episodes because some of them are just gold. And today I decided spontaneously that I am going to start bloopers. So stay tuned. At the end, after the music, I have included the first blooper of the Imaginal podcast. And I will also add that Kelsey has actually been a really true encourager for my whole journey because this is something that I have really put my heart into and some days it's hard and she has really been there for me. So even though we're laughing here, just so you know, as you can imagine, she has been the biggest support. But first, here is my conversation with Kelsey. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Kelsey Delane. Hi. Hi, Kelsey. So glad to be back with you today. Hey, Sauce. Glad to be here. And we are continuing from last week. We spoke on the first half of honoring all the emotions. So, Kelsey, last week, as you know, we spoke about some of the pressures that society and other influences might have preventing us from wanting to express emotion or feeling uncomfortable doing so. But could you maybe start us off this week with the idea of why it can be even just in general a little scary to express emotion, mm. to express, oh my God, do this. <laughs> to express, <laughs> <laughs> it's a there. boot camp right now. <laughs> yeah. Right now. <laughs> to express emotions. Hooray. Mm. Yes, hooray. <laughs> I... My experience tells me that a lot of us have this idea, mostly subconsciously, that if we lean into our emotions at all, if we feel our emotions at all, that they're just going to take us out like a tidal wave. Mm -hmm. And we prevent this imagined tidal wave by stuffing our feelings by kind of tucking them behind a door and closing it and locking it. And the fear is if if I let myself feel any of it, then it may never stop, right? Like if I let myself feel sad and cry, I may never stop crying. If I let myself feel my rage, then I'm going to lose control. And the irony of that is that stuffing, that denying, that postponing is what actually seems to escalate the intensity of that emotion that it builds as it's left unattended. There's a poem. Are you familiar with Rumi's poem, The Guest House? I'm not sure, but I love Rumi. 
Oh, can I, should I read it? Should yes. I find it and read yes, it? Okay. Yes. Um, this is one of, let's see, one second, Rumi. Okay. The poem, The Guest House by Rumi is one of my favorite poems. And I love the, the symbolism and the imagery that it brings. So here's what he says. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be cleaning you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Oh, gorgeous. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. And the way that I relate to this or the way that it kind of lives within me is I think of these emotions of mine as visitors and they may knock on the door. If I don't let them in, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> they're That's going so to <laughs> They're going to set up camp. Mm -hmm. They're going to get comfortable. And then they're going to start getting loud. Then they're going to start trying to break my windows and they're going to bang down that door. And the times in my life where I have kept the door shut and locked and tried to ignore their presence, it's only been heavier and harder for me. And conversely, when I've had the courage to open the door and welcome it in, what I found is what he mentions, they may bring a new delight. That me listening to that anger that was cluing me to a violated boundary or the guilt that was redirecting me towards a different choice or the grief that was allowing me to highlight how much love I've shared, whatever the mm. emotion was there to communicate or whatever it was there to do or to alchemize in me, when I open the door and I allow that to happen, it it comes and it visits and then it moves along and never once have i had an emotion last forever not not my biggest most intense mm. scariest emotion no visitor has ever moved in permanently not uh -huh. a single one and i've had i've had long seasons mm. of severe depression i live with you know a diagnosis of a mental illness and so i know how it feels like it's going to last forever. And it's in, sometimes it feels impossible to imagine feeling another way. But still, I have yet to have any visitor who has not eventually moved on their way and some other visitor has come in its place. Oh, lovely and reassuring. And I, I mean, my whole nervous system, I think, calms down just even listening to that kind of freedom i want to say mm -hmm. um and a safety maybe safety is a better word to describe mm -hmm. that and and i think you know sometimes there may be measures that will help us contain or build this container of safety mm -hmm. for our emotions and i i know that you are so beautiful in your practices and mm -hmm. oh i i am so struck by what you shared and by the Rumi poem also and for me, the times that I haven't honored emotions, and gosh, it, oh gosh, there's so much I don't know where to start. 
let's just talk about maybe anger or grief. With with anger, if I haven't honored that, and and that's really really easy to just try to suck in because you want to be a good person or whatever. And <laughs> but anger and so much more than that, isn't it? It's so much right. more com- complex. And but if I don't honor that emotion, then it's going to come, like you said, it's, it's still there. It's still camped out. And it's mm-hmm. going to come lying out at the wrong thing. Like, I'm going to all of a sudden be so mad that I dropped my paper clipper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something. Or, or even more damaging when I just really project my feelings onto somebody that's super mm-hmm. unwarranted or out of scope, you know, not in proportion to what was going on. And I, I've definitely done that before. And I think too with grief, if I'm not honoring my grief, there is something in me that just feels so numb. And of course there is a numbness to grief at times. I don't mean that, but I, I don't know. I always think of grief as an expression of love. Like I sort of mentioned, I think yesterday, very not yesterday, last week, very briefly. It, it's, a way that I'm expressing love for something that is not here or that I've lost. And and mm-hmm. lately I've been kind of characterizing those tears of grief as love fractals because they have, they carry such beauty, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the other emotions too. Sometimes we can hold in our exuberance or our silliness mm-hmm. or our, mm-hmm. our, you know, our, our energy. Just we sometimes have lost that. And I think at one point you were sharing last week about this child, like, feeling or you know just when you were describing how to get in touch with your body and i think there's just so many emotions that we can welcome in like mm-hmm. you said yeah absolutely because even you know sometimes bliss or joy we can quell them in light of other people's sorrows even mm-hmm. that it can it can feel almost inappropriate to be fully expressive of the those more exuberant emotions, knowing that other people are also walking through really hard things. And that is that in my experience takes a whole nother skill set to have the courage, not just to lean into the anger or the grief, but also the courage to lean into the joy that sometimes it's scary because we don't know how it might other affect other people. And sometimes it feels scary because all emotions are temporary. And if I let myself really feel this joy, what happens when it goes away? And that can right. be scary too. Mm, keep going. I'm sorry. To, I just keep like interrupting with these like <laughs> uncontainable un- agreements. <laughs> go go <laughs> on, go on, Kelsey. That's it. I mean, that's, that's just, it, it is intimidating to be human being a human being is layered and complex and and scary sometimes mm-hmm. most adults have the experience of having their emotions stifled from childhood on children cry and we tell them oh stop crying it's okay it's okay it's okay we try to quell the expression of sadness and then when they're squealing with glee we also say shh, shh use your inside voice Right. So we're just from the very get go, it's it's this shushing and dimming of the full expressiveness. And then into adulthood, I just had a client yesterday who was sharing some shame she was feeling because she has an incredibly full plate, a lot of stressors in her life right now. 
And she self-reported that she'd had a tantrum that week and she felt embarrassed by it. And we had a conversation about how tantruming is the body sort of taking over when it's been ignored and silenced for too long. A tantrum is the body saying, hey, listen to me. I have needs that are not being met and I refuse to have them continue to be betrayed and Mm. I'm going to get loud. And so we talked about how a tantrum could be perceived as rather than there is something wrong with me, there is something wrong with the situation. My body is telling me something doesn't feel right. There's not something inherently wrong with me, but something needs to change so that my body doesn't feel this need to demonstrate through a tantrum. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Oh, that resonates so deeply. Yes. And I think it demystifies or destigmatizes the ideas of all of these emotive expressions, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, oh, I love, I love that you had this engagement with your client. It would Mm recharacterize her situation. And and I, I just think that we start to feel really alone with how we really feel when we don't have safe places to actually talk about them. Right. And yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just, I was, <laughs> was going to say to talk about them and to feel them because feeling our feelings is embodied. It's expressive. It's a demonstration. It's something that we can see and hear and witness. And sometimes we don't have safe places to actually feel our feelings because it might include lying on the floor crying. It might mm-hmm. include, you know, um, screaming into a pillow or, you know, gritting your teeth in the shower and venting what it is that's going on inside. You know, it might include something that is loud or noticeable. And how many of us have a place to let ourselves tantrum, if that's what we want to call it, to to body the emotion. We cannot talk our way through metabolizing anger. We have to move the body, make sound or both. That's what is missing in so much of our attempt to process our feelings. And so what happens instead, instead of actually feeling our feelings, we just talk about them and then we get all spun around the axle because we're talking about the feeling, but we're still not embodying it. We're still not moving it through our system. We're still not feeling it somatically. So we get all spun around the axle. And then we say to ourselves, see, this is why I have to just ignore this feeling because talking about it is just getting me more upset. But the problem is, is that talking about it and thinking about it are not the same as feeling it and processing it. And that's what I've found is absolutely non-negotiable, vital in my own personal life. It is what I help my children learn how to do in real time. Mm -hmm. And that is what I do with my clients is how do we actually feel it, not just talk about it. I'm just nodding incessantly. Yes. Oh, you know, I, I, when you were sharing that, I had just different visions come through and some of it was body work with really gifted practitioners that had just allowed me to just sort of belt out from the hollows of me 
grief or the, or the despair or the whatever it was had been holding. And also just times when I remember right after, I, well, right when I was separating from my partner, I just fell into the arms of my cousin and wept. And it's just, I think as adults, especially, you know, if you're a parent or a leader or a coach or a teacher or something, when you often are sheltering other people, we can forget that we also need places to just let go and and regularly, not you know once a year or once <laughs> <laughs> once a decade. And, yeah, yeah. And gosh, gosh, Kelsey, we are already getting to time, and I feel like always there's so much more that I want to talk about with you, and even the idea of comp complexity of holding multiple emotions simultaneously, which I know you and I have spoken of together in our own conversations. So many things have been coming up. So I want to really thank you. And I also, you know, hopefully somehow we can keep continuing this conversation together. Yeah. Thank you, Sauce. I always love chatting with you so, so much. Just treasure it. And thank you on behalf of everyone here listening on the podcast. You bring such beauty and such richness to the world. I... I think the world of you, mm. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> sauce. And I just want to add one thing before we go, a reminder that you are not your emotions. You are not your rage. You are not your sorrow. You are not your shame. Fill in the blank. Whatever is visiting you, it is not you. It is an experience that you're having. And the more that I can keep that in the forefront of my mind as I feel my feelings, the less likely I am to get swept up. So I just want to offer that before we go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What a perfect way to conclude this. Kelsey, where can people connect with you? You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey Delane Yoga or my website, KelseyDelaneYoga.com. And I am on Instagram at Lori Sase, L-O-R-I-S-A-S-E. And I would love to connect with you if you want to find me there or my website, lorisase.com. And we would love for you to share this episode with anyone who might find it helpful. Or if you know someone who might benefit from Kelsey's work, please just pass this along to them too. So we hope that you have a beautiful week. Yes, take care. Thank you, everyone, for being with us. Goodbye. Mm, Hello, everyone. I'm here again with Kelsey Delane. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> I gotta do that over. <laughs> my name's a tough one. It is. Oh my god. The L followed by the S. Yeah. And the K. And the K. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I might have to go in the bloopers. <laughs>